The Los Angeles Angels yesterday announced that they will not be selling the Los Angeles Angels. And what does that mean for the Washington Nationals, who are still technically in the race to sell the team? I'm going to tell you what that means right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. And guys, we got some news to attend to today because yesterday, the Los Angeles Angels, Art Moreno, their owner, he announced in a statement that the Angels will not be selling the team anymore. And if you remember, Rob Manfred back at the winter meetings, he was asked about that ownership situation as well as your Nationals, which I'm going to get into any second now. But he was asked about the Angels, and he said that it's been moving along nicely, kind of hinting that he thinks it will be done by opening day. Well, Sitting here today, January 24th, about a month and a half after that, they are no longer selling the franchise. What news did we get last week about the Washington Nationals? That they are considering, they haven't said that they will or will not be, but they are considering taking the Nationals off the block and may not be selling after all. What does this tell us where Major League Baseball is right now? We sit here today, there's two big, huge market franchises that are going to be selling their teams. And now all of a sudden, those sales aren't going anywhere? What does this mean? Because it means something. Two big markets, two top 10 markets, Washington, D.C. and the Los Angeles area. This is a problem. This is a real serious issue for the MLB, and really anyone that is involved that wants to sell their teams of any any sport right now. The commanders as well, they aren't out of this. But even then, you try to talk about it. You try to think about what this could mean. And it's as simple as this. Teams aren't getting the offer that they originally thought. And in mentioning the Washington Post story as as well as Talk Nats over on Twitter, you can follow their blog wherever you get it. They have discussed this, that the learners aren't getting the dollar amount that they expected. And obviously, this is something to where now the Angels are as well. Because this was a team that, let me tell you this, if you don't know, Art Moreno, he is well known as a not-so-good owner. I was just talking about this with some friends. He is not a well-thought-of owner. And honestly, the learners, we talk about them, we discuss it. It's something newsy this offseason to talk about. This is going to be the biggest headline of this offseason for the Nationals. And now we sit here, and they they probably will not be selling the team. And it's simple. They aren't getting the dollar that they expected to get. Now, what is the issue with that? If you take it back back a few years ago, 
Think about this. Do you remember everyone talking about how they were going to be selling the sponsorship for Nationals Park and get a name on it, just like Petco Park? Name that brand. That's what it was going to be. A lot of people maybe thought Walgreens Park. They all thought that was funny. CBS Park, whatever it may be. The Nationals ultimately did not do that, and they ultimately did not make that move because of the dollar amount, what they were getting back. They want to be worth what they think is worth the price. And when I say that, is they want the most bang for their buck. They're not getting the offer that they set. I put a house on the market for $1.5 million. The highest bid I get is 1.2. Think about it that way. It's that simple. They're putting a house in the market. They think it's worth this price. Well, the market thinks it's worth X amount of price, a little lower. They probably aren't going to sell it after all, especially if they don't really need to. And especially when you own a sports franchise, do you really need to get rid of this problem, this problem, quote unquote, that gets you millions, if not billions annually? Is that really a problem that you need to get rid of? Not really. No one's really looking to get rid of millions and billions in revenue. And so now we sit here today, sitting here, the Angels now aren't going to sell. And if you're reading the tea leaves, the Nationals probably aren't going to sell at this second. So what is going on with this? Does the MLB have a bigger problem than what we're thinking? Because if you think outside the box of this, it's a little jarring. It's kind of confusing in a sense also. Where someone like me, I try to sit here and I try to discuss these things through. I'm no finance major. I'm not a business major. I'm a communications guy. So we sit here and we're talking about this with all the money and all the money that's going to be involved when eventually these teams do sell. Or if they don't, think about it. Think about the ramifications this is having right now on not just the MLB, but all sports leagues with teams that want to sell, that aren't getting the bang for what they thought they would be getting in the first place, which is obvious for the sense from where the learners are. They've done this before. You know that they aren't going to sell something that they believe is at their worth. If they believe that it's worth X amount and they are getting that offer, they're not going to sell. But then also, this is a little concerning as far as the MLB goes. And the reason why I say that is that's now two franchises, two huge, big market franchises that aren't getting the deals that they thought they would be getting in the open market. And that's a little troubling for Major League Baseball. What does it say about the game? What does it say about where we are right now? Between the owners, there's so many different ownership situations right now, you look at the New York Mets and what they spent. Steve Cohen does not care about what he spends. And then you look at the Oakland Athletics and the Pittsburgh Pirates who don't want to spend a dime, who don't want to give away their money. The MLB is in a troubling place right now to where you have two huge market franchises that don't want to sell. Okay, but then also... Why? What is the root of this issue? Shouldn't any billionaire be wanting to come on and come aboard and buy the team and make your millions and millions and millions annually? Why don't you want to do that? What is the root 
issue right now with baseball. And I think a lot of it is, is to really just where we are with the state of baseball. You wake up in the morning, you smell the same coffee that I'm smelling. It's not a good product of what we're getting. There's no real middle ground as far as owners go. When you have one ownership group spending less than $80 million on their team, and then you have another ownership that's spending almost $500 million on their team. And that's obviously exaggerated. But then again, that's the issue of where we are at right now. And truly, where can we find this middle ground? Where can we get to this point to where teams are interested and millionaires and billionaires, obviously billionaires, are interested in buying teams? I don't know how we get to that point. But ultimately, what I think right now is from where we are with the state of baseball, with the state of Major League Baseball, and the way that everything has transpired over the last few years, the lockout, the ugly lockout last year, then the cheating scandal with the Astros, the report that the MLB was using different baseballs in different times in the month, in different stadiums, whatever it may be. I think all of that, put in together in one pot, I think they mix together and ultimately is why Major League Baseball is having a time, a really tough time, selling off these franchises. And there's no math, there's no science, there's no feedback to where that is the pinpoint reason why. I'm no major in this. I don't major in ownership knowledge. Breaking news, guys. But then again, I can also read the tea leaves and I can also be honest. I can look myself in the mirror and discuss what the issues are with myself and Major League Baseball as a whole. And those are the issues. So does it have to do with any of those few reasons that I just handed out? Maybe. But also, it's ultimately, they aren't getting the dollar amount. And the learners aren't getting the dollar amount that they want. And they're not going to sell until they get that and until that momentum turns and they get the price that they think is worth selling the franchise for. But then as I talked about it last week, I think that is an ultimately good decision for the fans. You don't want someone that's going to cheap out on your team. You don't want that. That's what we're getting right now. So yes, there could be better, but then again, Go through the process. Sell to someone who really wants this team, who will go up to the asking price and buy this team. That's what I want. Because I want someone who wants to be here. Not someone who just wants to make his dollar off it. Because there are owners like that. Obviously, every owner is like that. But then again, I want someone who wants to be here just like I want them to be here. So I don't know if this is the whole issue. I don't know if this opens up Pandora's box for what's to come with Major League Baseball in the future. But then again, it makes you think about what could be happening behind closed doors. And truly, it's a weird, bizarre situation that we're going to continue monitoring moving forward. But also, there's another weird brewing situation that I don't think people are talking about enough. And I think there is a third base competition brewing for your Washington Nationals. And that is between the vet, J. Mayor Candelario, the former top prospect 
third baseman, first round pick, Carter Keyboom, and then your straggler that you may not know too much about, but you should know about with Jake Alou. And people aren't talking about that. And I'm going to break down what could be happening over at third base. But before I do that, I'm going to tell you guys about my friends over at FanDuel. And guys, the NFL playoffs are here. We are really excited about our our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets and from the money line to point spreads to player pop props. Jeez, I'm struggling. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance to a bigger payout with a same game parlay. This weekend, we got the NFL playoffs happening, and I really like the San Francisco Niners plus two and a half this weekend because, guys, it's pretty simple. The Niners are the better team than the Eagles in my mind. Maybe that's that DC bias in me. I don't know. That's just the way that I see things, and I'm glad FanDuel has it at that line. So all on the app, and it's safe and secure and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment or more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the NFL. And now we get into the third base competition that I think no one's really talking about. But then again, it should be a competition and it should be a talking point as far as spring training goes. Because I don't think J. Mayor Candelario is some absolute everyday lock to be your starter at third base. I think there is some competition brewing as far as that. First, let's get into J. Mayor Candelario. Surprisingly, he was one of our headlining signings of this offseason. Back in 2021, he led the league in doubles. Awesome. Extra base hit potential. He's a decent-ish fielder. He gets on base a little, kind of. He used to at least. But then again, he was DFA'd by the Detroit Tigers for a reason. Let's not fool ourselves. He was not good enough to be on the Detroit Tigers roster. They were one of the worst teams in baseball as long as as far as the Nationals were as well. And now we pick him up, and he's our our shining star heading into the season. I'm just not buying that. I don't really think that Mike Rizzo and Dave Martinez are going into this year being like, if you're looking at third base and third base alone, I don't think their goal for that position is, let's hope Candelario can turn his career around and get back to where he was in 2021. I don't think that's their goal. And in fact, if that is their goal, we got some issues. Because one, you got a former first-round pick with Carter Kibu. And two, you got a young prospect with Jake Alou with, I know he was a 19th-round pick, but hey, he put up numbers in down in AAA. Last year, he was one of the better hitters in this minor league system. And it's easy to look back, but we're going to get back into Jake Lou and Carter Keeboom here soon. But for now, with Jamer Candelario, there's a lot of things to work through with him. Ultimately, what can he be? What can he turn around to be? Because he's not really particularly 
good at anything. You look at it and you're like, he's very good at that. That's what he's known for. He was known for leading the league in doubles in 2021. That's awesome. That's great. That's what we want to see. But then again, that was one out of what? Six years in the MLB? And that's one year. One year of really solid production. And then last year, he fell off a cliff. And so ultimately, that's what I expect from him. There's no real expectations when it comes to Candelario. So ultimately, what you see is what you're going to get, and you're not going to be too upset about it. That's just what it is. That's just where we are right now as fans. But then also, there's former first-round pick, former top prospect, and former, he's going to replace Anthony Rendon, Mr. Carter Kibu. Ultimately, Carter Keboom is who I want to see from day one. I've counted him out. I'm not going to lie. I have kind of waved him off, and I, I don't really need to see too much of him anymore. But then again, this rebuild is about development. He's been in the majors for three years now. He's been up and down the first two years, but now he's here, and he should be here to stay. So ultimately, what does come from starting Carter Keboom over at third? One is development. You have to be sure that this guy isn't a guy moving forward. You have to be sure. That is your number one priority when it comes to Carter Keboom. You don't want to cut ties with him and still be unsure of what he could be. And ultimately, I don't think we're there yet. Of Do we know for sure that this guy isn't it? Because I don't think so. Now, I know I've said, and I'll say it again, I don't truly believe in Carter Keboom. We're at like that 98% to where I'm like, yeah, I'm done with him. But then again, there's that sliver of hope for the former first rounder out of high school to where it's like, well, he could turn it around. He may have tweaked his swing. Something may have improved. His fielding, he may have been more confident now. He may have realized some things that he was doing wrong while recovering from Tommy John surgery. Who knows? And that's something that we have to see out in spring training. That's something that we're going to have to see in real game action because Carter Keboom will be in the lineup at some point this year. Is he going to be 100% healthy for spring training? I don't know. They haven't really talked about it too much. But then also to count him out of the fold would be a little silly because he was our former number one prospect in the system after all. First round pick. Someone who said, oh, don't worry. Anthony Rendon's walking. Guess what? We got Carter Keboom over here. He's pretty good. Hasn't been that good. Hasn't been that good, obviously. Because then again, we wouldn't be talking about this. But now we sit here today, and I need production. I need production from Carter Keboom, and I need production from anyone who's sitting as a former first-round pick, top prospect. I'm going to need production from anyone in a development stage. And that's why I'm going to make the case for you as to why Jake alludes iteration for the Washington Nationals moving forward, because this is what he's done over the career three seasons in the minor leagues for the Washington Nationals. He is a career 286 batting average with a 343 on base, 461 slugging. That was good for an 804 OPS. And in that time, 1089 at bats, 31 home runs, 31 stolen bags, 79 walks. This is someone who's been productive. And yes, we get lost in where he was drafted. I said 19th round early. Here was a 24th round pick out of Boston College 
back in 2019. And guys, look away from that for a second. Look at the production from a young guy who's still only 25 years old in the organization for a few years, obviously recognized by Mike Rizzo and the staff because he was protected from the Rule 5 draft this year because I guarantee you if Jake Lou was in that draft, he would have been gone. He would have been in another organization. And so they did that knowing that this guy will eventually crack the lineup and make a start and hopefully make his name known. Because I think Jake Lou is someone we talk about, we kind of, you know, not even kid about, but we talk about him, we know him, we know he's productive, but then again, people don't give him the recognition that he may deserve, which I think he does deserve. Because the production is there. And that's what baseball in any sport, in any job is all about. Production. What do you do when you clock it? Jake Lou has done that in the minor leagues. He's done it. And last year, he really took off. He put it all together and had a slash of 299, 365, 506 with a 871 OPS. Kind of having a breakout year, battling back from AA, then getting the upgrade to AAA, where he ultimately killed the pitching. So I think we have to stop forgetting about names like Jake Alou, because this is a team that's rebuilding and that needs to find younger, cheaper talent, and he fits that mold exactly to the T. So we got to stop forgetting about that and ultimately what that means for the organization because you can't just be giving up on a guy like that. If Jake Alou pans out, guess what? You got yourself a steal of a third baseman moving forward. So thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Now take a listen to Locked On MLB Prospects hosted by Lindsey Crosby, who is a prospect encyclopedia. Trust me. Trust me, trust me. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And now we have a few minutes left here in Locked On Nationals. And I do want to talk about and wrap this up with ownership. Because this is where it starts. You hear it from your parents. You hear it from anywhere you may be going. It starts at the top. Anywhere. Your job, your job at McDonald's, your job working at Odyssey, working at Locked On Podcast here. It starts at the top. What does management tell you? What does ownership tell you? Whatever that figure may be that is the boss of the company that you work for. It starts there. The message is sent from the top. And now sitting here today, we're still unsure of what will be happening with ownership. What is the question here? How is this still folding out? What will be happening moving forward? Because ultimately, ownership dictates what you can and what you can't spend. They are the hand that waves any sort of trade or signing that you want to do. Like, for example, there were rumors out there that the Nationals had agreed to a deal to, sh- to send Bryce Harper to the Houston Astros at that deadline in 2018, and the learners waved that off and said, nah, we're not trading Bryce Harper. That's the type of power that owners have. That's how the importance that they have. They are the final ruling on whatever you want to do. If you want gubble, purple gubble, bubble gum in the dugout, and the learners are like, now nah, you're not going to get purple bubble gum. 
Okay, that's fine. That's what they can do. That's what owners can do. That's the power that they have. And so ultimately, how is this affecting the Nationals in any way, shape, or form? And how does the Angels not selling affect the Nationals right now? Because ultimately, this could come out as a good thing for the Nationals if Art Moreno, which he said he is not selling. This could and may be a good thing for the Nationals. Now, some of these billionaires that want to get into the MLB, because, you know, L.A. is a little more of an enticing market and a little less of a headache right now as we sit here today rather than the Washington Nats. You got Shohei Otani, Mike Trout. And over here, you have a terrible TV station that is holding you back with a terrible owner behind it. And we're a bad team. And it's not looking good right now. But ultimately, that they're not selling, hopefully it draws some attention back to the Nationals and we can get back on the right train tracks and just hope to God that the reporting, which I don't think has been wrong, but hopefully it is wrong and that we do sell eventually. But also, I'm not going to take away from what Talk Nats and Chelsea Janes and Britt Jarrell, all those people have been reporting on. I'm not going to take away from they do because ultimately I think they're right because they're usually right. So thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Now take a listen to Locked On MLB Prospect as my guy, Lindsey Crosby, will break down each and every prospect on the Nationals as he did this past Saturday. In fact, you guys should take a listen to it if you haven't. So thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. And again, I will talk to you guys tomorrow.